0: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted.
1: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Man, I had a great week this week, and I'm excited to break down some learning I had with you. First, I want to thank the teacher who asked me to share my passing comment in this week's podcast because I was talking about how I believe that everyone was just living in never-ending intense times. And I want to share with you an email I received that helped set this podcast on its course. Here's the email. Dear Ted, thanks for agreeing to help our leaders look into different ways to get better through developing processes. I just want to give you a heads up that the staff is exhausted, feeling stressed, and we have a very low level of energy. Plus, well, be ready. You may run into a little resistance from one member of our team who says that you are a prime example of toxic positivity. See you in a couple of days. (laughs) Wait, what? Toxic positivity? First, I was like, what in the world is that? And I know what it is, but why would you associate me with it? And what did I do? But why would you call out someone and say they're toxically positive? I was a little defensive at first, because to me, that sounds like something a pessimist would say in, in an exchange with people who are like, hey, we can get through this together. No, we can't. You're toxically positive. But I decided to be empathetic and look into it to determine if I actually was toxically positive. And you want to know something? I am a full-blown example of someone who is not toxically positive. But I fear that this term will be misused and misunderstood and used as a weapon against people who are working to improve through optimism and empathy. Sticks and stones may trip a buffalo, but it'll never stop them from charging. This all came about after I shared with a few people my belief that we're living in a time period that is offering no relief. COVID was supposed to have subsided. I had actually promised myself that in this season, I wasn't even going to talk about it. We were all supposed to be safe, and the world, well, it was supposed to keep moving forward in a better way. Now? Oh, man. We're back to high levels of illness. We're being told that there's a supply chain problem with everything from chicken tenders to sweaters at Talbot's. It's going to be a lot of angry grandmas at the holidays. And winter is coming in the northern hemisphere, so it's going to spread even more as we move indoors again. But we need to think. As a result of all this, I told this group that I was working with that we're living in intense times. And what I mean by this is that Most of the years of our lives, we have predictable cycles of intensity, beginning of a fiscal year, beginning of the school year, a new job, life cycle rituals like weddings and funerals, first weather events like hurricanes for my friends down on the coasts, and blizzards for my friends up here in the north. There's a natural intensity that overcomes us during these periods, and as we discussed a few weeks ago, this is an and situation. We have a pandemic and the beginning of a school year, and we have hurricanes, and we're going to have snow again. So, what do we do about it? Well, first, we should not throw terms around at people who don't know, like toxic positivity. And second, we should be looking at providing people a process to review what is going on and use so that when we're leading and coaching people, we can get through it. I did some research this past week, like a lot of research, because I'm not called names often anymore. Well, At least not in emails or to my face. And I want to share with you what we can do to support ourselves and others through all this. So first, what is toxic positivity? Well, it's simply trying to make everything positive without looking at the real emotions people are going through. It's kumbaya kind of stuff. And I truly believe that's not me. And I don't really know a lot of people like that. However, it's basically sympathetically trying to get people back on their feet and it has existed forever. It just now has a term. It is people who actually ignore the reality of a situation. They say cliche and heartless things like, well, you know, everything happens for a reason, and that's why your dog died. Jeez, that is toxic. (laughs) After I read about it and kept reflecting to determine if I or others I knew were like this, I came to the conclusion that they've repacked the term heartlessness and now call it toxic positivity. And me and my friends, well, we are far from that. I found this great explanation. Let's begin with what toxic positivity is not. Toxic positivity is not genuine encouragement at the right time. Toxic positivity is maintaining that one should have a positive mindset and exude only positive emotions and thoughts all of the time, particularly when things are difficult, Well, that approach is damaging because it discounts and discredits emotions that are not positive. Toxic positivity can be described as rejecting, denying, or displacing any acknowledgement of stress, negativity, and possible disabling features of trauma. Well, I'll tell you what. Instead, a buffalo leader is the exact opposite because toxic positivity, if it is a disease, would be easily cured with one simple strategy, and it is one we talk about all of the time. Empathy. We should never downplay what someone else is going through. We should always be asking, what is it that you need from me or us in order to be successful? Not, hey, get up and rub some dirt on it. Toxic positivity is when someone loses their job and you punch them in the arm and say, hey, it was meant to be, which has been going on forever. We've just been living in such intense times that now we want to put a name to what has simply always just been awkward people who don't know what to do or say and they act like everything can be easily overcome if you just rub a little dirt on it. Wrong. Instead, instead we need to be buffaloes and charge into these situations on behalf and with others, not tell them what to do and bail on them, which I believe is why so many people are presenting as pessimists when instead we just need to be realistic and shift the frame and realize that we are living in intense times right now with very little relief. A few years ago, I was asked to explain what it was like being a public school superintendent in a large system, and I was asked to present it to a group of corporate executives. I brought with me a water bottle from, you know, the grocery store and explained that being a school leader was like being a water bottle. It has a set amount of capacity and has a beautiful and needed resource inside of it. However, if you freeze that water bottle, well, it explodes. And if you heat it up, well, it explodes. The only way to avoid the bottle from exploding is to take water out of it and reduce the amount of intensity within the water bottle itself. The water represents our individual capacity. Resting at a constant normal temperature, the water bottle has great capacity and is predictable. Ignore it and the conditions around it And allow it to freeze, and the water will expand as it freezes, pressures the bottle, blows the cap off, and cracks the sides. You can't ignore the intensity of the freezing water molecules. And the same goes for heat. Bring that water to a temperature because of the heat and stress of the day, and you can create a different type of intensity. Hot boiling water will blow that cap off in a hurry, melt the bottle. Too much stress and intensity, and the bottle will fail. So, ignore the water bottle and let it freeze? It explodes. Pressure the water bottle too much? It explodes. Life as a leader is just like this. All things are well if you are sitting still and at room temperature, but change the elements and change them for a long and consistent period of time? That water bottle is going to explode. Intensity is the element we are all around And not being able to control the elements either inside or outside of our water bottle is not helping. Heck, if you've ever taken a plastic water bottle from just the Midwest and then driven to the top of a mountain, you'll get another lesson on what happens at altitude and how badly the oxygen in that water bottle wants to escape. Prolonged exposure to stress creates intensity. No relief from intensity creates fatigue. Fatigue leads to poor decision-making and low tolerance, a dangerous combination. That all equals a reduction in our ability to manage what used to be predictable elements of our lives. And that compounds little problems into big problems and allows for boiling and freezing our water bottles in ways we don't like, appreciate, or want. This leads us to be in a position where we don't want to hear things like, hey, it'll get better, keep your chin up. It happens for a reason. No. No, it doesn't happen for a reason. The pandemic is not a reason. It is a reality, and we cannot ignore it. So what is a buffalo to do if they are trapped in a linear journey of intensity with no predictable end in sight? Well, they do what their instincts push them to do. They just keep charging into the storm and learning and empathizing. A buffalo leader sees the storm and charges, recognizing that they are a leader that has influence over others and uses that influence by being empathetic and reflective. When we see people leaning into the intensity that we are living through, we shift the conversation from complaining to solutions. That's what buffaloes do. From blame to action, that's what buffaloes do. That's not toxic. It's a tonic, a cure for being trapped. How do we do this? Well, we coach others and support ourselves by looking at it all in a few ways. Here's one. Call it out. We need people to accept that this is the way it is. I always joke to people that people who live in the upper Midwest have the genetic disposition to deal with the pandemic because it is like going to bed every night not knowing if tomorrow is going to be a snow day. We need to accept the fact that a ton of stuff is beyond our control. The current reality is that tomorrow cannot be predicted. So we must move into it with a mindset that we are all moving into unknown things together. And not to fakely enjoy it, but instead give each other the, yeah, this is crazy head nod and move into it and on with it. Number two, keep it all in perspective. What do I have versus what am I missing or was taken from me? Am I here? Are you here? Are we in the moment? That is a start. As our day intensifies, we have to ask ourselves Was this a big deal before the pandemic? When you have been hit with constant intensity, you physically change. Your brain rewires. You are tired and you are likely looking for negative themes throughout the day. It's the bad things happen in three mindset. Now, compound that with this intensity we feel because we don't know if we're going to get sick at work, at the grocery store, at a friend's house, or going to the dentist. Well, that is intense and needs to be kept into perspective. There are good things happening around us, but there also are things that we cannot control. When you run out of sugar at home, it's not another example of how all bad things are happening all around you. You just ran out of sugar, and you need to go get more. Number three, self-care. Constant and consistent intensity leads to you wanting to take shortcuts, move swiftly through checklists, because you can't predict what else could happen, so you find yourself sometimes digging deeper holes, moving faster, procrastinating or over-anticipating, and failing to see what you're ignoring, which is your own balance. Seek out things that make you happy. Being with others is important. Investing time in relationships so that you have the opportunity to begin normalizing your intensity is important. Intensity is fueled by social media, so get off your phone after dinner. Put it away. Read, rest, and relax, and sleep. Intensity can lead you to ignore looking after yourself, and as a result, your health can be impacted. Fourth, play. Healthy coping skills are really, really important, and that means you need to walk with others, play with others, and find ways to distract yourself from the intensity. Without an intentional strategy to create healthy coping skills, it is going to be difficult to emerge from the intensity that will be continuing for the very near future. Coping skills also include seeking out a professional to help give you strategies to use and apply when you have no more to give, no more energy to charge, and no ability to deal with the intensity and the intense feeling of being hopeless. Do not be afraid to seek out professionals or others to support your ability to cope with our new and intense world. Fifth, and I will admit, this one's a little hard for me because I'm a social animal and I thrive off of being around and supporting others, but it is solitude. Intentionally taking time throughout the week to just be by yourself and let your mind rest, be free, and rewire. Being in intense situations consistently is difficult and stressful on the body, but also the brain. Your brain needs a break, and solitude and mindfulness practices, well, they really work. Here's the easiest way to do this. Go out in nature without earbuds in, no music, no noise, no smart thinking podcast, no one else, and just take a walk. Let your brain walk where it wants to wander and think about whatever you need to think about. It allows you to grow back some capacity. It stabilizes the water in your metaphorical bottle. And, most importantly, it gets you straight. The sixth and last step is not going to be a surprise. It will not surprise you at all hearing it from me. But I did the research. I looked deep. And the answer, the final thing that you need, is optimism. A true belief that we're going to get through this. Not toxically, but optimistically, and with empathy. We're going to get through this and it will be hard, but I won't give up on you and we'll be running into the storm together. And there are going to be very difficult moments on this journey and we have to be prepared for it, which is why acceptance, perspective, care, coping, solitude, and optimism is the recipe for getting through a prolonged period of intensity. So let's do some smart thinking. List ways you can navigate intensity. Describe one way you can cope with the intensity. And finally, identify people you can create relief with and for while having some fun. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. As always, thank you for listening and helping me help you and others through some smart thinking. Please share this with others on your social media platform and also Well, if you get a chance, go on there and rate the podcast afterwards for me. And thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music and make sure to follow them on your music app. I did a little exchanging today with Brian from the Well Pennies and I'm excited to tell you they've got some new stuff coming out here just in time for fall and the holidays. Toxic positivity really set me off because it seemed to be said as a dagger about my core value of being optimistic. Instead, it is a simple call-out for being realistic and optimistic. And you can be both optimistic and realistic no matter what that situation is in front of you. The glass isn't half empty. It's too big. Get a smaller one, and it'll be overflowing. Some people who have overcome significant trauma and loss share a sense of relief over time because they begin to recognize that they have something that others do not. They have this moment, this minute, this hour, and this day. Intensity makes those days difficult and long, but in the end, we make our choices. We make our own choices, and how we choose to deal with the intensity that we are sharing is critical. Think about this for a second. We've lived in a state of daily worry for almost 20 months. That's not normal. Now, Take the other normal worries of life, sending your kids to school, getting married, having a baby, and throw in the intense spice we call COVID, and things get hot and hairy quickly. But now, now I want you to think about how important you are to others, how much you are needed, and how you can move a lot of people forward by being strategic about how to deal with your own stressors, how we can model relief how we can model being realistic, how we can create the conditions so that we are practicing acceptance, perspective, care, coping, solitude, and optimism. You are stronger than you think. And you are also going to have bad moments. And that is why we need people in our herd who can see us in and help us with the moments of intensity, and the pressure, to be the person that can create relief, lower the temperature, and pull us out of a cold spell. Everything in our lives begins in the exact same place, with us. So this week, charge forward with a renewed sense of optimism, one that is realistic, intense, and most importantly, genuine. Because people are all looking for someone, anyone, to just admit that it is intense and then to help show them how to navigate the storm we're in but also remind them that we're actually going through it
0: all together. Electric Anything that I've been thinking You and I are always Perfectly in line Even after all this time Carry me For a spell, and I can carry you as well, and every moment keeps revealing this select.